Blog Talk Radio. Like glass jars, use the whole fifth 
money strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone Yeah, how you doing love? What's your name, number and sign? You so divine, let me look at you from behind Yeah, your body banging, coke bottle, some type of model Digging how when you move through the crowd, the eyes follow Got my attention Got my head spinning, the kind of feeling that got you tripping so revealing. My state of a hustler, your style so appealing. I'm looking for a trip to Bolivia if you willing. The boy taking Szechuan State and take a break from the day to day. We can get away on a holiday. Vibing, coasting, bragging, boasting, chopping it up back to back, blunts in motion. Hugging the ocean, shopping, copping, designer. Baby, tell me how that sound. I want the finer things in life. A1 weed, papers, and pipes. And we can get it right. I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, once more she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, once more she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone Hey, hey, everybody, listen, you're listening to Let's Chat. My name is Tony, and I'm going to be joined by the one and only fabulous co-host, Miss Leisha. Hey, Leisha, girl, how you doing? Hey, C, hey. Girl, I got so much going on. <laughs> no worries, no worries. We on point, we on point. Hello, everybody, welcome to Let's Chat. We've been away for about a week, but it's been a great week. We had a great time last weekend in the ATL. For the MVP Awards, Felicia, it was a grand, grand weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. We won uh, for Best Show, which was awesome. Shout out to everybody that voted for us, everybody that listens to us. We so appreciate everyone. I was looking on Blog Talk and it says, like, the different places that people listen to our show from, and it's like, Mm-hmm. International, so we appreciate all of those people that call in from that listen from the UK. Wow, so awesome! Africa, so awesome. We appreciate you guys. We thank everyone that voted for us again, and we're just trying to do it bigger and better next year. Absolutely, and we couldn't win that award, award without you guys. So, like we should say, I just want to add my voice. You never know who's watching, and you definitely never know who's listening. So for all of those that are listening to the sounds of Leisha and I, and also going back and checking out those rich archives, we so, so thank you. Like they say, you never know who's listening as well as who's watching. So thank you to all those that nominated us. And it was all, it's always a surprise when, when we go on and, and vote for one person, Leisha, one entity, and find out that we right along there with them. It's such a humbling moment when we see our name up at the end of choices to be chosen. Absolutely, absolutely. It was a great event. Um, We so appreciate everybody. This weekend, if you're in the Atlanta area, there is another event. This is like event after event. You know, I love this. It used to be a time where there will hardly ever be any events for us to go to, honestly. 
and I don't send me mm-hmm. no emails, but it would just be a few events that we would be able to go to. I think this year and next year is going to be the most events I've ever experienced being able to go to. Now, I know there are other events um, mm-hmm. that go on, but a lot of times we don't get to learn how to get tapped into those different things. That's why I like the networking that I do um, because once I get hip to an event, I'm searching mm-hmm. it and I'm posting it. And it's like because somebody's going to benefit from that. Like there's right. a Christian fiction event coming up that Enjoy, uh, Eat Enjoy, great author, was telling me about. It's so many things that, mm-hmm. that's about to go down. Um, my mind is moving a mile a minute. I'm literally, literally, mm-hmm. literally already thinking about 2019. Mm-hmm. So it's so mm-hmm. many different things, but that's I want us to be able to connect readers, connect authors to those events that they never really get to tap into. Mm-hmm. And and also, Lee, you never know what may be in your own backyard. So if you're not aware of it and you're following one of us or just in tune. We always share where those events can be take you know can be gotten and uh, go out and support even if you're not necessarily into paperbacks and hardcover go out and support the author or the artist and just get to know them and and you'll see up close and personal the passion that they have for their craft so just go out and support support is so so important it just keeps that passion fueled and bringing new and more enriched product into the hands, especially readers. You know, sometimes when you come out to an event and see an author, your passion for their word encourages them to go back and, and hit those keys or pick up that pen and give us some new heat. So always go out and support. And you may not necessarily be in a place that you can buy everything, but just support, just to see the support is really phenomenal to an artist. Absolutely. I want to shout out Teresa B. Howe um, because if y'all ain't about that church life, you got to get about that church life. She has church, um, church life part two is out. But I want to shout her out because of the way she's moving. Like she is seriously mm-hmm. networking. She is moving around. She's doing TV interviews, radio, whatever she can do, whatever she can tap into, she taps into to move her book. And so I want to just shout mm-hmm. her out for, for her, for just her paperback grind. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Make sure you pick it up. Anywhere books are sold, you can get that church life. And for those that are new to this chat, you know, just to give a little intro, because Lisa and I, we can just go in. Like like everybody know who we are and what we do. <laughs> but here on this chat, we celebrate literature as well as the arts and music and anything touching our community, we try to celebrate it here on Let's Chat, and we only know how to do it in a royal way, no matter what it may be. Now, our show allows everyone, authors, publishers, everybody, to just interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. We get to bring their passion into the chat room. You can press your one anytime and just talk to our guests. And you have any questions because you may be in a place where they are or have been, and they can kind of guide you to where it is that you're trying to go. So if you ever want to talk to our guests or talk to me and Leisha, because y'all know Leisha can talk. I don't know. I just sit back and be quiet and just drink my water. <laughs> but just press your one, and we'll bring you on into the chat room, 
And you can get to hear the passion of our guests. And speaking of guests, we have a phenomenal lineup tonight. Uh, and I love the topic, Walking in Your Purpose. Hmm. Absolutely. Purpose, passion is all, uh, all important. Um, I believe that you have to walk into your purpose. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't know where you're going, if you don't know, if you don't trust, your your steps in the sand or in the dirt. If you don't trust your path, sometimes you have to take a step and you don't even know where the where the step is. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know, but you just wanna just gonna go. You have to walk in your purpose. You mm-hmm. have to just, just move sometimes. You can't stay stagnant, mm-hmm. you can't hold back because of what other people say. I mean, no matter if you put out a book and nobody is checking for you at the moment, nobody is doing this, nobody's finding that, you just keep mm-hmm. going. You keep walking into your purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. honestly, like you said, Kevin Hart was 20, what well, he said, 28 years. It took Taraji P. Henson. You know, it took them years to get even halfway where they wanted to be. So it's not going to happen mm-hmm. right away. And as an author, mm-hmm. don't place yourself in a box. You have, you mm-hmm. are an artist. Shout out to Tamika Newhouse. You are an artist. There are so many different things that you can do. Mm-hmm. But don't limit yourself and don't get frustrated. I think so many times people get so frustrated because they can't. You know, a lot of times we get that seesaw vision. We see what this person's doing and what that person's doing, but we didn't see what it took for them to get there, the grind it took for them to get there, what they do to maintain what they're doing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to do mm-hmm. what it takes to get where you want to be? And mm-hmm. everybody is not to do what it takes to get where they want to be. So you can't look at what somebody else is doing and saying, I can do that, because you don't know what they give up. You don't know what they sacrifice. You don't know what they put on hold. You don't know what it is that they do on a daily basis, whether they sleep or not, to get where they are. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. You don't know the steps that they have taken to get to where they are. And um, like you said, you only see the outcome. You don't see behind the doors and and see the struggle. And sometimes that struggle is not visible to everybody's eye, but to the eye of the person that's trying to get to where they're trying to get to. Absolutely. That is so very true. Mm -hmm. And a shout-out if y'all are in the the Atlanta area, there is a um, literary event. That's part of the AAMBC Literary Awards. She, uh, shout out to Tamika, but she's actually doing more events that lead up to the awards. And this is the uh, mm-hmm. We Read a Fly Girl Mixer. And so that is going to be this Saturday, which is tomorrow, October the 28th. The link is on mm-hmm. my page if you would like to attend. But Honey B. Morrison is going to be there. Miss Shan is going to be there. Um Laquita is going to be there. Talia O of the Shade Room is 
going to be there, Tamika Newhouse. So it's going to be so many things going on. Make sure y'all come out if y'all are able and support these events. If you know of any events in your area, make sure you post them on Facebook. Tag me your post. I love to be able to share those events. Mm-hmm. And if we have time, we can even shout them, out, shout them out on our show if we're aware of them before time, just to advise the listeners where these events are. Because it's so much fun getting out and meeting everyone, Leash. We met so many people at the awards last weekend. And, again, shout out to Monique for the MVP awards. People that had been on our show, we've had the pleasure of, of talking to them and, and just getting to know them. We, they were at the awards. So shout out to all the winners of the MVP awards. And uh, make sure that you guys uh, look for it. I think it's going to be around the first week of November of next year. Everyone has something going on, like Alicia said, so always just go out and support. And once again, thank you, everyone that voted for Alicia and I. We won Best Radio Talk Show. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> we are super, super, super excited. We thank y'all. We really, really do. But we got a great show today. We got some fabulous ladies that's got these books, and it's a book. It's like a series of books. I can't wait to have them on. We got Ellie Wright. We got uh, Sherelle Green, Cheryl Lister, and Angela Steele. They're going to come in here and kick it with us in the chat room, kick in the chat room doors and talk that girl talk because, you know, we like to talk that girl talk here. And I mm-hmm. love these Absolutely. <laughs> I'm book bougie. I love clean cut covers. I don't like busy covers where it got so mm-hmm. much going on, I can't stand a busy cover. I don't care what genre it is. When you got too much going on in your cover, I just can't take it. But the covers that these ladies have chosen are so clean and crisp. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. And so I'm excited to have them come on and talk about the process of coming together and the process of getting these covers that work and how were, how was everything picked so that it flows so I'm excited. We got our first guest, the fabulous Ellie Wright. She's going to come and kick it with us. Hey. Okay. How are you? Hey. Hey, How's welcome it going? to the chat. Good. Thanks it's for having going me. great. You're very welcome. So because we have four of these ladies, we're going to move a little different during the show. I know everybody is always used to us having three slots. We got four guests, and so each guest is going to come on, but then the other one is going to come in. By 8 o'clock, we'll have the fourth guest, but then we'll be all talking together. Um, but I want each author to get a chance to talk about their, their individual um, work and talk about the project at the same time so that we can see what's going on in their world. So since the last time you were on the ch- in the chat room, tell us what's been cooking in the literary kitchen. Um, well, I, I'm working on, I'm working on several projects at once, but my latest project, like you said, is the Once Upon a Bridesmaid series, and, um, we came, I came together with Sherelle Green, Cheryl Lister, and Angela Seals, because I wanted to do a collaboration. I wanted to prove to everyone that it's possible that we can work together and make something beautiful, and, so the idea came up to do a series kind of um, surrounds one event, and that was the wedding. So each of us had 
one bridesmaid that we focused on for our romance, and um, it turned into a pact where um, it, uh, after their best friend's wedding, um, each of the girl, one of the girls, her name was Quinn, um, and Angela Seals wrote Quinn's book. She actually made a pact. Uh, created a pact with her friends that all of them would be married by the end of the next year. So um, just coming together with the ladies was a special experience. Um, I, I can say that um, it was it's one of my most favorite experiences in this um, in this literary field, and um, I'm looking forward to doing more with these ladies. Um, in addition to the work that I'm doing on my own. So I do have um, a few books coming out, um, one coming out in December in stores and um, January on ebook, which is called It's Always Been You um, in a Harlequin Kamani romance series. And I also have a um, another contemporary romance series starting with Kensington Daycena in May. Um, of 2018, mm-hmm. and I'm also involved in another continuity or um, series called The Decades, A Journey of African-American Love Through through the Century, and each author in that series is focusing on a different decade, and I'm doing the 1980s. So there's a lot cooking up in the lab, but um, I, and I'm excited for what's to come. Wow, you got a lot going on over there. <laughs> yeah, I I can't even believe it. <laughs> if you would have asked me the last time I came on your show, if this would mm-hmm. be what 2017 and 18 looks like, I just would not have mm-hmm. believed you. <laughs> wow, it's been That's a whirlwind, awesome. but awesome. I, it's great. It's it's a I I feel blessed and I'm and I feel grateful to have just met so many wonderful people and be able to follow my dream. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is that is a blessing. Now, this is telling me, I, I love the concept of the four of you having um, a, a story to write, and it all kind of culminates into one. Whose idea was that, and how did it come about? Um, well, it was my idea. Uh, I had thought of it when I saw a similar um, type of uh, series, A Thousand and One Dark Nights, and um, I just mm-hmm. wonder. I just kept thinking to myself, well, it's not surrounding one event, though, but I was just thinking to myself, I wonder how we could do this to surround one event and have everybody affected by this one event. And, and, you know, I, I brought it to um, Angela and Sherelle and Cheryl um, back in April when we attended the Romance Slam Jam convention. I was just thinking anthology, mm-hmm. but um, it, it didn't actually culminate into a an active project until – um, October of 2016, when um, we all met in Chicago, and um, we had an event in Chicago, and me and Cheryl, me and Cheryl were talking about it, and we came up with the bridesmaid concept, and then 
we were meeting Angela and Sherelle for dinner, and we we brought we asked them would they be interested, and they were so down for it that it just kind of we just clicked. So mm-hmm. um, we had our first planning phone call, and that phone call just changed everything. We 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 were in sync. We came up with the ideas for each bridesmaid. I mean, it was it was an awesome experience. Wow, that is awesome, and I love the concept of each one having a a lady. And you said um, Angela is is Quinn the bride, the actual bride. No, um, nobody is the actual bride. We we felt like it was okay. it was important to have one of the best friends not be. Um, one of the best friends be um, already married so that we could work oh, I see. from that wedding. And um, Ava is actually the bride, and she's ne- neither, none of us wrote Ava, but we wrote Ava's bride okay. date. So that's how it came about. Mm, I love it. So this is actually a romance story. Yes. They're all um, – uh, Contemporary romance. Wow, that's tight. I love it. Mm. I love it. Now, <laughs> so each person were they able to come up with their own concept for their version? Yes, um, we all we we sat down and. You know how you sit down together and you're like, well, I'll be the drunk bridesmaid or I'll be, you know, it was just like we each picked a personality and we ran with it. And um, mm-hmm. we came together with what what we wanted to do for our bridesmaid and came up with a concept for the guy, the um, the hero in the book. And then we just kind of threw it out there so that no one else would pick that and that's how it, that's how it went. Sounds like it was a lot of fun. Oh, it was so fun. I mean, we can't even be in the same room without cracking up. We <laughs> it, it's like I said, this, this is a, a very very great collaboration and I I can say that I have three really good friends. Um, because we have done very good work together, and we have so much in common. We we write similar, and um, it's just been a, like I said, it's just been an awesome experience. And now you you say you have a a, a, a solo project coming out. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so um, it's always been you is. Um, the first book in the, the Jacksons of Ann Arbor series. Um, mm-hmm. Most of my books take place in Michigan because that's where I'm from. And I am from uh, the Detroit, southwest Detroit area. I live in um, mm-hmm. a suburb about 40 miles from Detroit. And so um, I'm right next to Ann Arbor. And I just decided to set my book in Ann Arbor through um for the University of Michigan. So, um each each book is about a Jackson and it's about they're all doctors. So, the mm-hmm. first book includes a character from my first 
my very first series as as a scandal series. Her name is Dr. Lovely Grace Washington. And um, oh. her and her friend Drake Jackson, Dr. Drake Jackson, they go to Vegas to attend her family reunion. They're, they're best friends since they were toddlers. And um, they wake up in their hotel room naked and married. Oh. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> oh, wow. my. I didn't well, see that coming. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Published since 2015, girl? No, 2013. 
23rd. I was like, girl, use Miss Superwoman. Oh, I wish. I mean, I could write fast, but not that fast. <laughs> <laughs> so what was funny world that you sat down and you said, I think I want to be an author? You know, what was going on that made you just have that burning to just step out and walk in it and make it happen? Um, I've actually always wanted to be an author um, ever since I was younger. I've always loved reading. I've always loved writing. And um, actually, when mm-hmm. I was in high school, I had decided to, um, you know, go the whole newspaper and journalism route and uh, was editor of my high school newspaper. And that was really great. I went on to do that in college, too. But I realized that, like, my love for books, I was like, okay, you know, I, I really always wanted to come out with a romance novel. And so um, when I got to college, I, like, went ahead and wrote this short 50-page romance that I just went ahead and sent to, like, my family and friends, and everyone read it, and they're like, oh, you need to write a book, you need to come out with a book. And I still kind of put it on hold, even majoring in English, even taking creative writing classes, I still put it on hold. And uh, my grandma was actually one of my biggest um, – biggest supporters as far as we shared our love for books. And so she said, you know, you really do have to come out with this book. I said, oh, I will, grandmother, I will, grandmother. And so when she passed away, I think actually one of my biggest regrets about her passing away was me not being able to have a book come out before she passed, especially because it was the one thing that we really shared together. So I actually decided Mm -hmm. for my first series, I wanted to write about um, granddaughters who, even though their grandmother was no longer here on earth, she kind of led them to find love. So she had these pieces placed in their life and things that happened beforehand where even though she isn't here, they can still find, I guess, the guy who ideally she felt like they would be with. Of course, it'd be up to them to make the marriage work, but that was where I got that series idea was from the passing of my own grandmother. And being the oldest grandchild, I felt like that was something that me and my cousins all shared is that she wouldn't make our wedding. She wouldn't be able to, you know, see who we married and ended up with. Um, So from there, I actually went to RT Book Lovers Convention when they were here in Chicago and pitched the series idea Mm -hmm. to an editor with Harlequin Kamani. And three weeks later, they offered me a three book deal. And that's where it started. I love that concept. You know, and and, and we can all kind of, you know, you can all kind of feel that grandmother love when you're describing your passion for writing the books in honor of your grandmother. I think we can all love and honor and respect that. I know I felt it. Oh, yeah. I feel like she's she's been a piece of everything I write, which is probably why Mm -hmm. I think when I come out with books, it hits my family so hard because they know why I push so hard to get those books out there. Um, So, yeah, definitely. She may not be here physically, but I know she's seeing the journey, so that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And how have your readers uh, received it, your feedback? Oh, very well. Oh, yes. I think, I mean, I really do feel like as far as – the experience that I've had, there's so many supportive people, uh, readers who are really mm-hmm. supportive. I think I live in the um, Chicagoland area, so there are people here in this area, readers in particular, who actually knew me when I was just um, a reader, and then they saw my whole journey. So they uh, support the events that we do. You know, they show up and uh, support every book signing that I have. So um, for me, I think mm-hmm. it's been a really great journey so far. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Now, when you, because you do both, you self-publish, you're a hybrid, you self-publish, and you're signed. Tell us about the balance and the process of that, Um, being able to kind of um, 
know that you have to get books in over here and still have the flexibility to get books in when you feel on your end. How do you balance that, making sure that you are equally pushing your brand? Right. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm horrible at time management, to be honest. I think I'm not sure if uh, Elrod touched upon this because I know she has a lot of deadlines too, but, um, you know, juggling the deadlines with with my indie titles, you know, as well as when you're, like, working and juggling family, I think sometimes it could be (laughs) a little hard to do, but I think um, I work a lot off of spreadsheets. I work a lot off of just um, timing myself at particular times, so, like, even – if I say I'm going to write for two hours that day and I may only have a paragraph done, I know I need to force myself to kind of stop sometimes. Otherwise, I won't get anything else done. So I think mm-hmm. it's just all about going into it, saying, okay, what do I have to tackle this month and seeing what I can actually um, finish. And I think I've kind of – I took speed writing classes, too, when I was in college. I didn't know they would help so much, <laughs> but they have really helped a lot. So I'm to the point now mm-hmm. where I can almost finish a book within three or four weeks. So. So, yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so what about those times? You know, everybody has those times where they're a little, I call it pen lazy, or they have pen <laughs> items where, you know, you don't feel like writing, but your publisher says, I need, you know, these three books in. And you get one book in and you're like, eh, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. How does that work when you have that moment where it's like, I kind of don't feel like writing right now. What do you do to be able to push yourself? Oh, my gosh. I I mean, obviously, we all have those moments. I honestly think probably what I do the most is, you know, Leslie Elright already talked about the Once Upon a Bridesmaid series. Um, So we all have been talking a lot. So I'm pretty sure throughout the past, like, maybe 10 months, every time I felt that way, I've probably gotten on a call with, you know, Elright, Angela Steele's or Cheryl Lee to kind of work through the frustrations. I mean, we all talk a lot anyway mm-hmm. about the series. So it's easy, especially um, with all of us. I have a series that I write with Angela separately. And then I also have, um, of course, we all write for Harlequin with me, Ellen, and Cheryl. So kind of talking to them about things and kind of working out those ideas. For me, it helps when you have somebody else to just balance what's going on so we can talk about okay this is where I'm stuck or this is where I don't know where to go or I just can't get out of my own head right now what should I do so that's probably been really beneficial and something that I didn't um, necessarily go into it thinking that we would we would be able to help each other out in different aspects of this industry but we really have Mm. now this is totally Cheryl now on the same vein are there certain rituals that kind of help you along the way because you know, sometimes you may need some music or some, a little red cup or, you know, whatever it is to get you through whatever block or whatever items that you may have. Are there any rituals that you have or you perform? Yes, I have playlists. On my Spotify playlist, I literally have them called, you know, In the Writing Groove, meaning these are the ones that I can listen to when I'm already in the groove. Then oh, I have, like, an inspirational okay. playlist for this is when I'm stuck mm-hmm. and I need a little inspiration. Um, depending on what the theme of my book is, I tend to go and try to find music that has to do with that. So, like, if it's, you know, like a friends to lovers type of story, I'm going to try and find, like, a friends to lovers type of song to get me out of that, like, you know, itis that I have. Um, and I'm also addicted to coffee. Coffee, I feel like, gets me through anything. <laughs> probably, probably drink too much. I know that's but right. really, that does help me. I, I'm to the point where I can't even finish writing if I don't have a cup of coffee right next to me. 
Wow. Well, at least you know it helps you. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Sometimes the stuff will be real. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so oh, man. when you sit down to write, and you're say you're working on one story, you're working on the project. What do you do when other thoughts and other um, creative juices start flowing for other things you have going on? Like when, because everybody, every author says characters talk to you. So yes, when the other characters the start talking to you, what do you do then? Tell us about that process of just organizing your thoughts. Um, I have outlines for everything that I. All the ideas I have, anything that I work on, I keep um, outlines for it. So, like, just like a Microsoft Word document of um, different books, and I tend to do one per idea that I have. And I know other people have, mm-hmm. you know, different um, software that they use for that. I, I go real old school with that. I just keep everything on my Dropbox because then it connects to my phone, my iPad, my laptop, and I can just pull it up and right then and there I can – um, even if I'm working on a book, I can pull up an outline. And sometimes I've even, like, written a whole chapter for a completely separate book just because I was inspired at the moment. And then I can go back to it. So I think one of the things, because you asked this question earlier, is I think being a hybrid author, so when we have deadlines and we have our indie stuff that we have to work on, I've had to do two or three books at the same time. So it kind of mm-hmm. forces you to be in that mindset when you're working on multiple projects at one time. And so as long as I have the outlines to keep everything separated, I can really jump from story to story and be fine. Well, that system sounds like it helps to keep you organized and to keep those creative juices flowing. So even if you're in the middle of of anything, you could just pull something up. I really like that concept. It makes you feel like your thoughts are in order, even though you haven't thought them yet, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's working. It's working so far. <laughs> so hopefully, I think I've only had one time where I was writing something and then realized I was writing the wrong character's name um, throughout the chapter and was like, oh, mm. this is not that book. But but it doesn't happen too often yet. I should knock on wood just because I just said that out loud. It may, it may not work as well <laughs> next time. Absolutely. And I love Way you organize because so as an author, organization is very important. And when mm-hmm. your thoughts, mm-hmm. everything is not organized, then your writing is unorganized. And readers can see that. You know, readers can feel your pen. They know when you rush. Right. You're not mm-hmm. sure about what you. They know those things. They can feel it. They can see it in your writing. And right. so it's oh, very that's true. Important. It's focused and clear. Because it's going to come out of your pen if it's not. Right. No, that's true. And the really avid supporters that you have, they'll let you know right away. You know, I'll get a message. And it's like, oh, I don't know what you were thinking when you wrote that part. And I'm like, really? You caught that? Like, like, why are you paying attention to that part of the story? But, yeah, I agree. (laughs) We call those, you know, we always say the misery clip. We call those ultimate (laughs) readers. You got to read the book. Before you write part two or three, you got to read it. Because if you don't, they're going to be like, now how you do page 65? Because in book that this happened, they're going to run it down for you. But if you got to And they remember, if you tell them you're writing a book on someone, they will remember and remind you that you said you were coming Mm -hmm. out with that book, (laughs) which I appreciate. Exactly. 
keeps you on a schedule even more. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we have fabulous guests. That's coming to kick in the uh, chat room with us. Cheryl Les- Lister. Hey there. Happy- good evening, ladies. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me here. Appreciate you, ladies. Welcome. You're very welcome. 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 <laughs> now, for all of those that do not know what's going on with your Dynamic 10, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Okay, it's going to be really funny because my story, parts of my story really kind of mirror Sherelle, so just bear with me. <laughs> uh, I Like Sherelle, I, I am an avid reader. I've been a reader since I could read the words, and I was a kid who went to the library and checked out 11 books and, for the two-week haul and was done within four or five days. So <laughs> I've always oh, loved boy. reading and writing, <laughs> yes, and so... My first story I wrote was as a 7th grader, a 12-year-old. We got to write a creative story, and I laughed because it was a romance. You know, looking back, it's like I should have known, you know, handprint on the wall kind of thing. And I thought I had done a great job, but I got my paperback expecting an A, and it had a big F and a circled around it and a see me after class. And it come to find oh. out that the teacher thought that I had plagiarized it. She thought I plagiarized wow. it, you know, because she says no seventh grader can write a story like that. And I'm like, well, my mom says, well, she reads, so she can write it. So I did get my A eventually. Oh. And like, well, my mom was my partner that we shared books, and I told her stories for years and told her stories and stories. She goes, well, then write a book. And I was like, okay, okay, and never did it. And then when I think it was the the Kensington and the you know, books when they came out with the African American romance and the arabesque, oh, you thought I'd found mm-hmm. gold. And I was like, oh, they have stories that with people look like me. I can really write a book now. And she and I used to swap those books and read them and laugh. And she says, well, go ahead and write them. And I'm like, I am, I am, I am. Mm-hmm. And here we go. The fast forward to 20 years later when she passed away, and it was the you know mm-hmm. life is short and you need to get it done. And so I. Mm-hmm. started it a month after she passed away after you know our family went on a much needed vacation after that and I sat and wrote and wrote and, you know you stick it in your backpack get on the plane come home go back to work do some things and the following year literally a year later I had to have back surgery and had to dig out that backpack that was shoved in the closet somewhere under there and that notebook was still in there of the story that I started and and I was like, wow, that's really bad. You need to get this done. And so I wrote that mm-hmm. story while I was flat on my back because, yeah, I couldn't get up. And I it just kept bugging me every time I got up because I, I left it on my nightstand. And that notebook would just mm-hmm. stare at me like, okay, you're going to finish this, right? So I finished it, and it mm-hmm. unlocked something that says, yes, you can do this. And then I kept writing. And it was actually the fourth story that I wrote that actually fit the Harlequin a line, and they actually had an online pitch session, and I pitched to an editor and got a call a month later for a three book, and I am now on my, what is it, which book is this, eighth, ninth book with him? It's my second contract with him. So, Congratulations. Yeah, so, <laughs> and then yes. my bridesmaids, yeah, my bridesmaids was my 11th book, so my first book was published in 2014, and uh Bridesmaids was my 11th book and my fourth uh, self-pub title, and I will celebrate book 12 next week. Wow. Talk about busy. Yes, way busy. <laughs> but I have a question for you guys. So. Okay, so because when you guys are with mainstream publishers, right, 
Mm-hmm. Say, Ellie, Ellie, you went to a mainstream publisher off top as a new author, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so as a new author, not being seasoned, not knowing that paperback grind, not knowing who, what, when, when, all the things put in place to help guide you guys through your careers, because I know they don't do a whole bunch of stuff. You know, we've had Rashonda Sleeve and Rashonda uh, and Victoria on, so we know that mainstream, they don't do much. But do they do something as far as helping you learn the industry and how to move your feet in the industry? I, I can answer that one for you. Uh, not much. But I was fortunate because, like I said, I, I am not necessarily a social media person. I wasn't before I became an author. I had a Facebook page that I never went on until my kids were like, Mom, did you see? And I'm like, no, where was it? They said, on your Facebook page, Mom. You need to go look on there. But when I got my publishing contract, my oldest daughter came over, set me up a page, an author page. She says, now write something. You have to be on social media now. And I was fortunate mm-hmm. enough to connect with LaShonda Hoffman, who is – a wonderful, wonderful help, and she was trying, she was doing something about promotion, teaching about teaching, promote, how to promote your books. And so I signed up as, you know, she was doing like a trial, it was like a trial kind of thing, I think, for her as well, that we signed up, and we did this, I did this year-long class with her about promotion. And when I say help tremendously, it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for help, Mama Butterfly has you. She has a book that's called... um, uh, building online relationships. So she, um, so she's and she's good as Lashonda Hoffman. Mm. Well, that's good to know. Um, moving around in the industry as a new author, um, signed to a mainstream publisher. Um, I would say that the thing that helped me the most is other authors. Um, I was. <laughs> I was fortunate yeah, enough to connect with a few um, a few authors who are who had already had several books out, and these were very nice, uh, very um, giving authors. Um, one of them was, in fact, Beverly Jenkins, and they just were able to give me some advice. And I would say that Google is your friend. I, I I researched to the point of pain. I went on every forum. I read through the blogs. I bought books. I just did everything I could to kind of see how to get, how to query a publisher, how to query an agent. I mean, I just, I just really did the research. And I went to conferences like uh, the Romantic Times Convention. Um, the first one I went to was in Chicago. And I pitched to the editor who later bought my book. Her name is Latoya Smith, I, um, and she worked for Hachette, um, Grand Central Forever, which is Absolutely. where my first series was published. Yes. She's a bomb editor, too. Right along with Miss Tony. He ain't no joke. I'm looking for a hardcore Miss Tony got that there. She's it's good. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> I'm just saying. I got to look out for my girl. Okay. Right. I love it. I love it. And because you move well, you guys move so well. I love how you guys came together. So when it came down to do the covers, I 
love your covers, y'all. I'm so I'm very book bougie. Even even because I do publishing as well, even my publisher, my publishing covers, I'm very picky. Like, I don't like a busy cover. It has to be clean, crisp. If you have a series, it has to flow. Colors have mm-hmm. to flow like I don't know that way. So well, I would when say that I would, cover, I would say that. that. Well, <laughs> Terrell Green made our covers. She did our covers. <laughs> Sherelle, um, Sherelle did a good job on each cover, and she, she captured exactly what we wanted, what we what we wanted, and we fell in love with them all. Yes. Mhm. Oh, thanks, oh. ladies. <laughs> all right, Sherelle. Let me find out. You be got you got look. Here on Let's Chat. We're going to bring in our next lady, Angela Steele. 
She's going to kick in the chat room door. Okay. Hello. Hello. How are you, Angela? Welcome to Let's Chat, Angela. Hi. How are you? We are good. We are good. Tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. Um, well, my name is Angela Shields. I write under a pen name, also Angel Dale Moore. Um, I wrote my first book in 2013, His Betrayal of Her Lies. Uh, when I first started, well, first I started out as an avid reader. I just was love reading. I read so many romance books, and then I um, ventured off into other books, but um I really never had, like, a passion to write, never thought I'd be an Mm -hmm. author or anything like that. Um, I would say it started, you know, it did start in 2013 when um, I just started writing. And it it was basically writing about things that had been going on just in my life and just these fictitious characters I kind of made up, but I still didn't know I was writing a book. And um, Mm -hmm. once... I wrote it. I wrote it in like three months and I realized like maybe I have a book. I didn't know what I had. So it was funny because that's when I first met Sherelle Green on an impromptu trip to um, through a mutual friend to Vegas. And she was also in the process of writing her first book. And uh, we kind of like swapped books and she's like, Hey, I think you wanted something here. And, and we both went to RT. I think that year or the following year, you know, the uh, Romantic Times Convention, and that's when everything kind of unfolded for me. Um, It was people really interested in the work, and at that time I was um, going back to work to a county, and that's a very demanding job, so um, I wasn't sure if I would be able to work with a um, publisher, but I did. I ended up working with an online publisher who published a book, but... um, I realized at that time that I probably wasn't good with deadlines and things like that. Wasn't sure, you know, how Mm -hmm. my writing path would go. But um, once it seems like everybody received that book so well, it did really great on Amazon, Um, five-star reviews. I mean, it just took on a life of its own. And I was like, well, maybe I should write another book. And people was asking, like, when the sequel's coming out? When, you know, can we get another book from you? And I'm like, huh? What? Oh my God! Maybe people really do like my work. So um, uh-huh. that's how it, you know Angel. She was born. She took. Uh type of book. Um, like okay. Elle said, she was fast and all of that. And um, mm-hmm. then I wanted to write in a sulfur romance, so I um, started writing on the Angela Seals, which is you know, my legal name, but um, those books I wrote, you know, Once Upon a Bridesmaid, which is the fourth book in the series, which is Hopelessly Forever, and also, um, you know, I think Sherelle mentioned that we also have a series together called High Class Society, and those books are under Angela Seals, just because I wanted to kind of keep those two voices different, um, mm-hmm. because Angel... I mean, she was just no whole bar. She just said whatever, you know. So her books are a little bit more racy. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And I just want people, when they pick a, a book, they know which which person they're getting. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's wow. a little bit about me. Wow, that's awesome. This is Tony, and I love the, the strength of you ladies. And my question is going to gear towards that. Now, each of you have collapsed together, but you also kind of started out in this journey a little differently, similar but differently. What strengths have you guys gleaned from each other that you've taken into your solo projects, your individual projects that you may not have necessarily had before this collaboration? Let's start with hmm. uh, Sherelle. Wow, put me on the spot. I think one of the one of the biggest things I took I can um, and I'm gonna just say it too for Angela because we are close so we talk a lot. We our path coming into the industry wasn't necessarily as easy. Um, like getting mm-hmm. a deal and stuff like that was easy, but you did ask the question about you know how did you know how to go about the path and what certain things to do. And and we did run into a couple issues with people who we thought we could trust, who it turned out that we couldn't trust. And so we had some issues that we dealt with with a few years with, uh, with dealing with some of the, the negativity in the industry. We were trying to figure out, okay, what's the right way to go about promoting our books? What's the right way to get our names out there and things like that. So I think for me, it kind of made me um, as, as great mm-hmm. as, as great of a relationship as I have with a lot of the authors and readers in this industry, it made me hesitant to talk about my truth to some people because I was worried about how they perceive, you know, what I've been through or how, or certain hardships mm-hmm. that I did have to face in the industry. And I think as soon as we actually sat down, what this collaboration helped me with the most was um, with mm-hmm. Cheryl and with and with L. Wright. It was just immediately I felt like I could trust them. It it was like a, a sisterhood that we built that I noticed I didn't right. even have before we before we started this series. So um, yes, me and Angela mm-hmm. have been super close, but we were really hesitant as to who we fully opened up to about every single aspect of what we've gone through. So it wasn't just about the Once Upon a Bridesmaid series. It was about our family. It was about things that happened in the industry that we had to overcome. It was about future things that we want to do that we didn't know who we can trust about certain information. So um, I really mm-hmm. feel connected to them in a way that I'll mm-hmm. like never you know, forget based off of what we started mm-hmm. with this series. Such a beautiful answer, and that is it in a nutshell, my sister. (laughs) That is so it. These ladies are, like I said, and and while while, uh, Sherelle said that she and Angie talked a lot, uh, Leslie, well, Elle and I are, we're critique partners, so she and I talk a lot, you know, so, and and, and you said you you are sharing yourself with ladies, so you're sharing more than about the book, you're sharing Mm -hmm. you. And so you're building up this sisterhood and a bond that has, it, it, I mean, it's like, it, it's so amazing that you know that you can talk to them about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is L. I would say that I knew that when I got out of this, I would agree with Sherelle and Cheryl that there's a sisterhood to the point where we go to conferences and my my best, the best part of a conference is seeing these ladies. Like, yes. Oh, that's so true. Right? Right? <laughs> We're giggling before we even get to each other. Right. <laughs> yes. Mhm. That's Absolutely. awesome. And that's, that's, I I love that. And do you ladies think that um, depending on how you actually come in this industry, is how your longevity 
stays in this industry? You think that that has a a key part in how long you stay in the the literary game? I think that's a really tough question mm-hmm. because the market this 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 industry is so fickle. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's really hard to say, but I, I think mm-hmm. that if we are personable and if we conduct ourselves the way that we do right. with our readers, with our fellow authors, I think that we have a, a great chance to, to keep, you know, to stay here for a while, to have this longevity. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think it's a way that you mm-hmm. treat people. So if you are, right. you know, bitter and kind of bite, backbiting and, and just kind of n- nasty in general, that it makes it harder. Mm-hmm. But if you love what you do, you love your readers, you love this this sisterhood and brotherhood that you've connected, you know, that you that you built on this journey, that I think that you you have the best chance for long time because we're all going to be lifting each other up. Yep. Oh yeah. That's I agree with this is Cheryl. I agree with what Cheryl said, one hundred percent. Like I like that is exactly how um, I felt about it or how I feel about it. And I also think that one thing that we like kind of all have in common is that we love seeing other authors succeed because mm-hmm. yes. to me, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's, yeah. it's so it's the industry is big enough for everybody. So to see other authors succeed, I'm like, that's truly a blessing too, because we're all, you know, trying to get our voice out there. We're all aiming for the same goal. So I just think it's a beautiful thing. And if you feel that way, um, I just think it just makes mm-hmm. things easier. Mm-hmm. 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 I completely Absolutely. agree. And this is, yeah. Mhm. No, um, I was just going to ask, like each of you, our topic today is walking in your purpose, and I just want each of you to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll start with Ellie. Um. <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I would say. Uh, I think I'm still trying to figure out my purpose. Um, I know that I want to do something meaningful. I want to do something lasting. Mm-hmm. I want to leave a legacy for my children. Um, I, 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 what, but my main goal right now is I just want to show the different facets of black love. That's why I'm writing romance. I want to show mm-hmm. that there are good black men. I want to show that there are smart and intelligent black women. I, I just want people to know that there is there are these phenomenal people uh, in our community that are doing big things, finding love. That's real. Like I write fiction, but I I write fiction based off of things that I see, people that I know, and I know some phenomenal black men and women, and I just mm-hmm. want readers to to see those type of characters and know that they exist. It, it hurts me when I, I run across a reader who doesn't believe that black men can be heroic. That hurts me. Because mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. a black man, I married a black man who's pretty heroic to me, and he's he's doing his thing. He takes care of us. He doesn't downgrade me. I mean, he's a, he's a great man, and I want to show 
other women that there are men just like him, and that's my purpose right now is just to show the different facets of black love. I'm in love with black love. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, all right. I'm going (laughs) to co-sign with that. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Angela? What would be your answer to that? Um, when I first saw that, you know, if, am I walking in my purpose? And I kind of probably got to piggyback off of Leslie, um, what L is that I um, don't think I've reached my full potential in life. And what I mean by that is mm-hmm. basically just saying that there's more that I want to do. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm really big on giving back. And I've tried to figure out in my literary career, how can I do that? Am I... Um, career as a whole, am I doing that? And, you know, I just mm-hmm. know that there's still a higher goal for me, like a higher purpose. And I, I, I'm not quite there yet. But um, mm-hmm. also to just um, chime in on the whole um, black love thing, and that's one reason why I love to write too, you know, just showing people that black love is well and it's alive and we do have it um so as far as just walking in my purpose I feel like I'm on the right path but I just not you know where I can say you know my legacy you know I want to leave a legacy as well and that's just not I don't feel like I've done enough yet but I'm Mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting Mm -hmm. there on the path Mm mm-hmm Okay. And um, then we get Cheryl. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let's see. I think I think we're all like I guess on the path because I think your your journey is never going to be done with walking your purpose. Right. This walk is going to be a journey. It's not just a one day walk. This is a journey, a lifelong journey. And so with mm-hmm. my voice as an author, I. My goal at first is, you know, the whole black love. Yeah, we are all 100% on that because (laughs) black love is real, is alive, kicking, and I'm living Mm -hmm. proof of that. But also the connectivity with the authors, my fellow authors, and with my readers. Because it could be Mm -hmm. that you when you when you start this journey, your goal is to write a good book that someone can enjoy and Mm -hmm. touch them in some way, whether it makes them laugh, them cry, or they see themselves parallel in whatever the situation is in your book, that is Mm -hmm. the first goal. But then the second, something that the byproduct that you don't even think about is when they contact you directly, and then you become part of their life, and they share other things with you, and then there's a way that you can touch their lives outside of the book. So I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of a journey that's meaningful for me. And that's where I like to be. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that too. And who didn't leave here from on that question? Sherelle. Sherelle. Sorry, I was on mute. No, I was just on mute. Don't dust behind the couch because we're going to. We can see you. Go ahead, all the stuff on in it. <laughs> um, I think 
think so as far as um as far as walking in my purpose, I think especially this year, um we all talked about this the four of us where twenty seventeen hasn't necessarily been the, the easiest year for any of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet we we it's not necessarily one of those years we say we're a repeat, although we have accomplished such great things. So I think um for me this year a big motto is just, you know, when faced with adversity how we as black women never give up. So I really yeah. have been um, really into into my culture and my self-identity and things like that this year. And, you know, of course, I'm so proud to be a black woman and to pen black romance stories for all of the reasons that um, Cheryl and Angela and Elle have mentioned. But I think, too, for us as a culture, I think what I'm, what I'm learning or what I'm feeling like my purpose is even more so what I'm understanding is that it's not just about winning. It's about succeeding and seeing your fellow sisters succeed and just knowing that like we have a greater voice and stories that need to be told to help people who young girls who may be out there thinking, Oh, you know, I'm not seeing books or reading characters that look like me or talk like me or, or act like me. I mean, we don't have as many stores around bookstores that have black romance novels or black novels period as they did before. So I just think uh-huh. us, as a whole, for me, my purpose, and I know for a lot of us as authors, our purpose would just be about just making sure that we keep pinning those stories, that we keep showing young black girls that they can, you know, be what we are one day. Um, so that's probably been something I've been focused on a lot this year. Mm-hmm. I love all of these those answers. This is Tony, and uh, I just love the camaraderie and the closeness and the sisterhood that you ladies share. So can you tell our listening audience, will there be another collab with the four of you down the road? Because I think you all bring you all bring something special. You all bring your own flavor to whatever it is your pen is flowing. So please tell us that there's going to be another collab down the road. Oh, don't you hear, you, you hear the giggling, right? That's just, you hear the giggling. I heard it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's you, there it is. There that's the answer right there, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, there will awesome. be. Yes, there will be. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Because yeah. I just love the camaraderie and the, just the sisterhood in general that you ladies share with each other. And and it's just, it's infectious, you know. That's how much that's mm-hmm. how deep it, people feel it. That it's infectious. That we okay, we want more. What else are you guys gonna give us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now I got a question for each of you. If we were talking about your accomplishments, we were talking a year from now in 2018, and we were talking about your accomplishments. No, I'm going to go further because, really, you should be thinking on 2019 now. So we're in 2019, and we're talking about the things that you have accomplished. What are some of the things we'll be talking about? Well, we'll start with Sherelle. So by 2019, um, I think some of the things that I would have, that I really want to accomplish um, here in the Chicagoland area, Angela and I, as well as uh, as L. Wright, um, we're part of an organization called Book Euphoria, which is just basically a Chicago organization to raise literary awareness, um, not just in the area, but across the whole U.S. And we actually created this new empowerment movement called Black Girl Passion. And with that, we actually started a scholarship for young girls who are not just aspiring um, aspiring authors, aspiring writers, but any type of young girl who's actually rocking her passion at a young age. And we've gotten a lot of great feedback from it. We've gotten a lot of black girls who have 
um, reached out to us and actually want to be a part of the um, a part of the organization, even if they don't win the scholarship. And so I will hope by 2019 we can just see that grow even more um, in the area, spread the word even more about events and things like that that we're go- that we're doing. And then I know for a personal author standpoint on things, you know, I will hope that my goal is to by 2019 at least have out 10 more books, which is a tall order. So I'm hoping that that's like just a personal goal that I have that I really want to reach. Uh-huh. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to talk to Cheryl. Uh, let's see. I guess, I guess on a writing level, I, I love like Cheryl, I want to have at least another dozen books. On, uh, they don't have to out, but then, I, and I want to expand my reach with those That's and right. be writing okay. for more than one traditional publishing house and have mm-hmm. a strong build in my uh, independent publishing. So I want to have a Absolutely. twofold. I want to be a strong hybrid author. That's that in in the next mm-hmm. two years. And then personal, I think more so it, it's more of just creating and remembering that legacy because I have I have three daughters. They're, you know, they're all a little bit older, but, you know, but I still want them to see mom doing, walking in, in doing what she wants to do and, and leaving that legacy and that drive for them to see that, yes, you can do this too. So whatever you put your mind to, mm-hmm. you can do it. So mm-hmm. if I'm leading by example, they can see that, yes, they can be strong mm-hmm. women and, and walk in on the path that God has placed them and, and, and do those things that he has for them. Mm, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. I love okay. it. I ask because don't put yourself in a box. It's so many different aspects you can do with your opinion. And so when we ask about where do you see you see yourself wherever. And so let's go to Angela. Um, yeah, so just to kind of piggyback off what Sherelle said, you know, with Book Euphoria, that's one of the things I see in 2019 is just bringing more awareness to that event. Um, I think she touched on a lot of great things, so I won't go more into it, but just getting the word out there about that event to young women and just women in general or just people who are just looking to write but they don't know where to start. So we're looking to reach out and to help those folks. As well as on a personal level, right now I'm an insider. So, and that's by choice. So in 2019, I hardly look to be probably with one publisher. But, you know, as of right mm-hmm. now, um, it's just the way things are set up for me. Um, Timelines, I don't do well with those. Um, I'm not a really heavy social media person, but by that time I look to have more things in order and to um, mm-hmm. definitely take my writing career to a whole nother level by 2019. Um, I, I would say that I'm out there, but uh, I want to be more visible, um, more out there in, in the eye um, of, of the literary world. So, yeah, that's where mm-hmm. I, I see myself. By 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I think we have Ellie. Ellie, right? Did you, Ellie? <laughs> um, <laughs> she's brought back well, in giggling. 
Uh, by two thousand nineteen, I'm just gonna say that, like Sherelle and Angela and Cheryl, I hope to have at least ten more books out. Um, well, two thousand. Well, yeah, but yes, more books, and I want to build my um, independent um, portfolio as well. And on a personal level, I just what I what I hope to achieve is to be able to be one step closer to quitting my day job and doing this um, full time. I want to be able to um, have multiple streams of income in this industry so that I can mm-hmm. devote more time to my writing and not have to work a nine to five. That's my goal. I don't. I don't know if it'll happen in 2019, but I just hope to be that much closer to it in by the end of 2019. Speak it out there, girl. Make it make it happen. <laughs> mhm. Well, we have so enjoyed having you, ladies, here on Let's Chat. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> Well, we love to end our interviews with a fun question. I'm going to ask each of you a fun question. It's going to be mildly. I'm in the the mild mood. But since Miss L is Miss Fast Lady, her first question, her question is going to be, if you were a piece of candy, something sweet and sticky, not necessarily sweet and sticky, but if you were a piece of candy, what would you be and why? We got to make sure we have a few of those in the bowl. And for Miss Sherelle, <laughs> if you were a box of cereal, what would you be and why? Ooh, Captain Crunch. Yes. One, because I love it. <laughs> I do love Captain Crunch. Yes. Um, but also because I think it sounds like a take charge type of cereal, and that's one of my, my goals. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, all right. You and I have talked about this a little too. Like, we have a problem with saying no. Um, So, we tend to say yes uh-huh. to a lot of things. It's not that I necessarily want uh-huh. to say no, but I know I don't have to do everything. And I feel like Captain Crunch just sounds like someone who's taking charge. And if they don't want to do it, they're like, no. So, that's where I'm going with that. Uh, <laughs> I, all right. Aye, aye, Captain. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> Okay, so Miss Angela, 
if you could speak to one animal, one type of animal, what would it be and what would you say? Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, probably a tiger. Ooh, wow. And <laughs> and because a tiger is known to run the jungle, he's the most like fierce animal out there. I would probably ask uh-huh. him how to have more of a tough, tougher skin in this journey. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so a that would good be my one. question. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a, mm, that is, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, girl. I like that. Yeah, it, it, you, you know what I'm going with that. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Oh, oh, this is Angie. Um, I was just saying where I was going with that is just basically, you know, and, this, and I think Sherelle touched on this earlier. In this industry, you will necessarily meet people who um, may deflate you or put you down, put your work down, and sometimes it makes you mm-hmm. want to stop what you're doing, crawl up in a ball and say, hey, I'm giving up on this. Um, maybe this is not mm. my thing, but you have to, you know, be able to put on some tough skin and, you know, just basically, right. you know, go, you know, hey, this is my journey and maybe, you know, everyone is not going to agree with my path or the things I choose mm-hmm. or even my writing style. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's powerful. I love. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's powerful. Very powerful. And who did I miss, Sherelle or Cheryl? Which one I missed? Cheryl. <laughs> okay, Cheryl. Look how she. Look how she said. She's like, uh oh. Exactly. Wait, wait. I want to ask. <laughs> okay, Cheryl. My fun question is: If you were a drug. What kind of drugs would you be and why? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, let's see. And, you know, it's really funny that you would ask that question because I'm like the most anti-medication person there is. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's see. Hmm. Wow. That's a, that is a tough one, drug. Hmm. Does that include me? I know, right? <laughs> Why are you guys sniggling over there? <laughs> what kind of drug would I be? I think it would be a joint. No. take on a lot and I do too much and sometimes I just need to relax. And so that's mm. what I would do. Good answer. See, a joint would a joint would do the same thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna stay on the the relatively legal side of things for this particular, you know, journey just saying and we are and we are recorded, right? Right, right, sure. We are recorded. Right, exactly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it doesn't mean that we actually do it. She just asks about the drugs. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness.
goodness. That's some funny stuff. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies, so much for sharing your your precious time because it sounds like you ladies have so much on your plate. And Alicia and I so appreciate you carving out a little bit of time and sharing it with us here in the chat room with our listening audience. And I want you guys to shout out your social media handles everywhere your books can be purchased. And if you have any events, which I think some of you have coming up, share that as well. And let's start with Miss Angela. Um, yeah, so you can find me on www.angelaseals.com as well as um, Facebook, um, which is under Angela Seals. And um, I'm really not a Twitter person, so I'll just leave those two mm-hmm. there. Um, and the events that I have coming up is in November the 11th will be the Book Euphoria event here in the Chicago land. Mm-hmm. Um, we also mm-hmm. have a Facebook page, Book Euphoria, if you want to go on there and see how you can get tickets to this event. Uh, we'll be glad to have mm-hmm. you. Awesome. And let's start, and let's go next to the legally relaxed woman. Tell us where we can follow <laughs> you and what you got ticket. <laughs> Oh, goodness. You can uh, follow me at my website. Uh, you can come and check me out there. It's www.cherylister.com, S-H-E-R-Y-L-L-I-S-T-E-R. Um, I'm on Facebook at Author Cheryl Lister. I am on Twitter occasionally. Mm-hmm. It's Lynn, S Lynn, L-Y-N-N with an E at the end. And uh, let's mm-hmm. see, event-wise... I actually have a book signing coming up. So if you're in the Sacramento Bay or, you know, around surrounding Bay Area there, I will be at Underground Books, which is on 35th and Broadway in Oak Park on Saturday, November 4th mm-hmm. at from 2 to 4, celebrating the release of my 12th book, which is a touch awesome. of love. And if you don't awesome. have it, you can go ahead and get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Go ahead and one click and then buy it. And let's go next yes. to the Twix lady. Um, I'm I'm mostly on Facebook You can find me um, At author L. Wright Um, That's my fan page Or you can friend me um, Leslie L. Wright On Facebook And I have a website It's lwright.com And sometimes I'm on Twitter And my Twitter handle is L Wright Author, and so is my Instagram. Both of them are L Wright Author. And my next event is the Black Girl Passion Chicago Experience um, Book Euphoria event on November 11th. And I'll be there mm-hmm. with Sherelle and Angela, and I'm looking forward to a good time. And I want to encourage readers to come out if you're if you're in the Chicagoland area. It's going to be a phenomenal event. Okay, this is Cheryl, and I just want to chime in really quickly and tell you that I'm very salty that all three of them are going to be there and I can't go. So Cheryl can be next. I'm just saying. I've been salty since I I found out. (laughs) Oh, and how about the captain herself? Tell us where we can follow you and where we can get your book. (laughs) So, um... I am, this is Sherelle Green. I am on Facebook the most. Um, you can find me under author Sherelle Green. That's my um, fan page or just Sherelle Green. You should be able to find me from my personal page. Um, I also have mm-hmm. a um, private Facebook group 
that is called Sherelle Green's mm-hmm. Coffee Corner, in which I have, like, all up-to-date information on my books and, like, the latest info and sneak peek. And then my website is www.sherellegreen.com. And then for my Instagram and Twitter media handles, it's at Sherelle Green. And as far as the events, um, we they've already mentioned it. But, yes, November 11th, I would definitely be a Booking for Is Black Girl Passion Chicago Experience event. Um, I'll, I guess to throw something different out there, we do have over 20 vendors, and we will have live entertainment, a poet, a singer, a dancer, and we do still have tickets on sale. So definitely if you're in the Chicagoland area on November 11th, come out and see us, and Cheryl will be there in spirit. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure, I love your spin on your private group, your coffee spin. I caught that girl. I'll be listening. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be listening. <laughs> With your love of coffee. But once again, ladies, thank you so much for sharing sharing your precious time. And you know, this this is your home. Anytime you want to come back, share some new work or some events, you just let us know and we'll make it happen. Thank you so much thank for you, having you. us. Thank, thank you. you. Happy you Friday. You enjoyed you having. <laughs> With yeah, that, you guys have a great it. evening. And you do the same. Thank you. You too. Have a thank great you. weekend. Okay, okay. okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Leash, I love tonight. It was a great women's night oh. coming together. That sisterhood is real. Yes, it was fun. I love it. I love them. It was awesome putting them on. Y'all make sure y'all go and support them. Get your one clicks on. I'm going to say, find events to go to. Network is so, networking is so essential. It helps you to build and grow in this industry. So if you have an opportunity yes. to network, always make sure you're networking. T&I. Don't have a show. Yes, we do. We'll see you guys next week. Next will be November. Can you believe that we're in November already? I know. It's crazy. November. Mm, scary. Absolutely. Time is flying. We will see you guys next week. Have a grand weekend, y'all. Good night. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Good night. This is State of Emergency. Bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. back. Corporate loving hustle. Making money hustle. Independent business. 24 struggle. On the block hustle. Crooked cop hustle. No sleep in these streets. 24 struggle. On the stroll hustle. Tricking John hustle. Working the pole.